0: Hi guys, this is Allison welcoming you back to another episode of Salt Lime Story Time with my friend Jess over there across the computer screen. Hi <laughs> Allison. Say hi. There you go. <laughs> um, we are doing another episode of Three, Two, One Shots where we pick a random topic off of a topic generator and are forced to talk about it for thirty minutes. I will be taking another shot of Pinot Grigio because all of my bar has been packed into boxes and I don't want to unpack it to get a shot of something real. What are you drinking, Jess? I have a Gin rickey as my chaser. And then I'm also shooting wine tonight, but I'm shooting rosé because it is 1020 here. So I can't I can't be taking real shots on a Sunday Heard. evening. Got it. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Sorry if you can hear my cat. He likes to scratch aggressively in the litter box. I don't know. Can you hear that? Just wait awesome. a minute. He likes to dig. Oh, oh, there it is. Love him. All right, Allison, are we ready to take a shot? Uh, yeah, for sure. I poured this glass of wine very tall, so I don't have to get another one because I'm going to just chug this. I love it. All right. <sighs> I don't. Three, ready? Do one. Three, two, one. Shot. Shots. Ugh, it's still not pleasant. <clears throat> Well, because you're not supposed to shoot wine. No, (laughs) you're really not. It's almost—it's almost worse. No, it's not. It's definitely not worse. But you're right. It's still not very pleasant. Okay, Allison. Before I generate the word, you have some exciting life updates. Yeah, I finished my very last day at the restaurant chain that I've been working for for the last several years, and I will be. Hopefully, not transferring to another restaurant in that chain. So, I'm going to say that I'm completely done with uh, that restaurant and the restaurant industry forever. But, you know, we'll see how long that lasts because I can't make better money doing anything else, like trying to start my career or anything. So, we'll see how long it lasts. But I am very happy to be maybe putting that behind me. But I got to know a lot of really amazing people there and I will miss all of them. Um, a lot of them listen to this podcast. So, each and every one of you that listen to this that I know from work, I love you and I adore you, and I will miss you all. Yeah, that's that's me. Well, Allison, I am so happy for you. Congratulations Thank on you. pursuing other pursuits. Well put. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith, I have an English truly. degree. It's fine. Wow. Scholar um, over here. But you truly meet the most interesting people in the restaurant industry. So yeah. cheers to everybody who has taking care of Allison, both in this chain restaurant and when she's worked at other restaurants as she's moving on to greener pastures. And fuck you to all the people who made Allison cry in the walk-in closet. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody at work made me cry in the it was the walk-in fridge. It was just a table once. That was the only time that I cried at work for this year. Well, F that table. So- Truly. Absolutely up that table. Terrible table. Yeah. Okay, Allison, I have generated a word for us. Let's do it. All right, Allison, the word I have for you is romance. Ooh. Dating. Dating. The romantic feelings. We can take this in a lot of directions. I think this so too. Very interesting. Okay. What is the most romantic thing that anybody has ever done for you? You don't have to, um, like, name a specific person, but, like, oh, my God. Um, well, one time you and Johnny flew out to see me in Oregon. <laughs> I thought that was quite romantic. <laughs> and I took you all to the Rose Gardens. It was very sweet. Oh, my God. Um, I've had a couple fun, like, trips and done some fun things. But as far as, like, romance, I don't know. Um, you go in and I'll think of something. So hard to like isolate one thing as romantic, the most romantic thing, because there's like there's like obviously grand gestures, and like that's really lovely. But I think that romance is also kind of in the small and tiny details, and that's also very lovely. Brendan, my current partner, is very, very good at those small displays of affection. Usually, in the midst of like if I have a really bad day, he will provide me with Chinese food because he knows that's what I need. Oh, I have it. So, Brenda and I went to Disneyland with my parents a couple months ago, right? And the last night we split up from my parents and my siblings because they were kind of done for the day and Brenda and I went on Space Mountain and that was really fun but afterwards my favorite ride in Disneyland is the teacups and it was like 8 8 30 at night and it was dark and so like all of the teacups were like lit up like but very ambient and very very cute and whatever and he was like, hey, we got to go on one last ride. And he took me over to the teacups and we kissed in the teacups while yeah. he spun us. And it was really lovely and like was good for my inner child. And also like he was very, very sweet. It's it's always really fun to watch a grown adult man who does not have children get on a children's ride at Disneyland. That is so sweet of him. Okay, well, while, while you were talking, I remembered mine. Uh, It's not so much a romantic gesture as it was just like a stupidly romantic moment. And it was summer 2019. I was interning in Concord, Massachusetts at Minuteman National Historical Park. And I lived with three other interns. We all shared a house. And in classic natural Allison style, I ended up dating one of my roommates and co-workers for that summer while I was there. One of my favorite things about Massachusetts and New England is that there's a bunch of fireflies. And right across from our house, there was this huge field with all these fireflies. And we went on a walk through this field right because there was a trail that went through it because it was a historical trail so we were walking along this trail and there were these fireflies that were glowing and then it started to lightly rain and then like this fog kind of rolled in while we were there we caught a firefly between both of our hands And that's when we had our first kiss. And it was very, very sweet in the rain surrounded by these fireflies. And it just looked like the bushes were lit up with fairy lights that were blinking. I cherish that that memory. And with that same girl, we also went to the fair on a date and we kissed on the top of a Ferris wheel. It was very summer romance. It was very sweet. I love that so much. That's so sweet. We had a good time. Did you know that I've never seen fireflies? Jess, you, have you, you've never been to like the East coast? Really? I've been to the East coast, but never in a place where I could have seen fireflies. So like I've been to Philadelphia, I've been to New York, I've been kind of all over Pennsylvania, but when I've gone, it's either hasn't been firefly season or I've been like in the center of a city. Okay, well let me tell you you would not believe your eyes when 10 million fireflies light up the world as you fall asleep because fuck me- off <laughs> well so that's a really very very romantic first kiss story i am just like envisioning that and it's so lovely so brendan and i's first kiss was not anywhere nearly that romantic but honestly it, it our first kiss really fits us. We kissed for the very first time watching a mafia movie. Goodfellas specifically when they're in the butcher room after they've killed somebody. Uh, Brenda and I must have really leaned into our Italian roots there and just said this sounds. this sounds good. Okay, okay. So there's romantic emotional like we these kind of scenarios we've described what is the most romantic thing you've ever done for somebody Ooh. better question Ooh, I'm a romance I'm a romantic that's that's hard I I need to think about that for a minute because I know there's I know there's a lot I I love don't scratch that stop it literally can you not you're still doing it can you stop I really wish you'd stop doing that. I'm stop. Stop it. Stop that. Rue, I swear to fucking God. Rue, <laughs> this is a hate crime at this point. Stop. Oh my God. I need to take that to Goodwill. Stop it. G- Rue, it's been like 20 minutes. I swear to fucking God. And now he's eating it. What is I, it? It's a box, it's a cardboard box that has all my like Goodwill stuff in it. You asshole. It's okay. I got the box from the recycling at work. Anyway, uh, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. So this is really my freshman year of college. I had a couple of bows. One could say before I kind of settled into my long-term relationship and one of like the very first boys that I kind of started dating when I went to college was very into like long late night drives. And both of us were very anxious and like did not sleep very well our freshman year of college. And so he and I would go on these like long drives. And one time he and I like were up late in our common room, just like talking about stuff. He was like trying to decide if he wanted to go on a mission. And there was like one night where he was like having a really hard time. And I was like, let's just go take a drive. And this was like at three in the morning. And so we got into my 1997 Subaru Impreza and drove to Bear Lake at like three, three thirty 30 in the morning, which in hindsight, considering how haunted that Canyon is, not a good time, but we were vibing. We drove to the North shore of Bear Lake. And it was, like, still warm enough because it was, like, early, mid-September. It was still warm enough that, like, you could get in the water without hating yourself. And we literally, like, just stood in the water and watched the sunrise over Bear Lake while we were, like, talking about his decision to, like, go on a mission and, like, all of the stuff. It was, like, a very, like, picturesque romantic moment. And like, he decided that he ended up deciding to go on a mission. We kind of lost touch pretty shortly after that, but it was like a very same kind of thing. Like it was a really fun, like one or two month romance. And also pulling all-nighters when you're 18 is just like part and parcel. That's a, that's a good one. I, I think that, you know, that's just one of the things that you do in Logan or just in Utah, because nobody really drinks that much and so you you can't really do anything. Nothing's open past nine. And so really all there is to do is go on long drives to beautiful places. So I've been on plenty of those myself. Uh, I think one of the most romantic things I've done is every time I'm uh, at the beginnings of first dating somebody, I always keep a secret note file in my phone of all their favorite things that they ever mention. So that I know for later, like food, drinks, movies, all that stuff. And one of the last girls I dated before I moved to Oregon, you know, she mentioned that she really loved Cabernet and she mentioned she really loved salami and balsamic and cheese and stuff like that. And so I made this whole picnic thing and it was our very first date. I picked her up. I drove her out to just to like a a lookout point in the middle of the valley uh, at nighttime during a clear night when the comet was coming through a few years ago. Uh, And then I brought like blankets and chairs. And I also got cabernet that was in a little box with like a reattachable screwable lid. I was really proud of all of that. And, you know, we got there and she actually hated it. <laughs> so, yeah, she she made fun of the box wine and was like, I don't even want to drink this. And I was like, oh, anyway, that was one of the things like I would say one of the most romantic things that I've done for a person. And if somebody did that to me, I would literally melt. So obviously that's why we didn't work out. We didn't work out for a lot of reasons. And that's one of them. I should have known after date one that this was not meant to be. Bless heart. I only wish you the best. Hey, early uh, stages of romance am I right yeah. yeah you're so right sorry I made it sad but that was just one of the things I remembered like sipping wine eating salami and cheese watching a comet through binoculars and I was like how could anybody hate this and then she was like like this but that's one of the most <laughs> romantic things I've done for a person Allison I would have loved to be taken on that date okay so we've talked about romance and whatnot and Jess would you would you tell me what your ideal like first date is and what maybe an ideal first date to take somebody else on is yeah absolutely so i think that a first date should be very simple but also very informative so you should be in a setting where you can get as much information out of a person as you can to know if you want to go on a second date with them so as basic as it is i love a coffee shop date as a first date because stakes are low you only have a certain amount of time that you are obligated to be there. And that is the time that it takes you to take like drink your drink. But if the day is going well, then you can draw it out and you can spend a lot of time in a coffee shop without feeling like, oh, we're holding up a table for a server as like as you would if you were at a restaurant, you know, you also get to hear their coffee order. So you get to find out if they're a psycho or not based off their coffee order, the definition of a psychotic coffee order might vary person to person, but Brendan on our first date at a coffee shop ordered a iced coffee beverage. I think it was a cold brew while it was snowing in March. And maybe that should have been a red flag, but for me, I was kind of into it. So worked out, but I think a coffee shop date is a great one. And then your second date should be something that involves an activity, because then you get to find out if they are willing to have fun in uncomfortable situations. So like, for example, Brendan took me ice skating in July on our second date, and it was so fun. We got to kind of see each each other out of our elements. Neither of us were great at ice skating, but it was like cute and like got to bump into each other and stuff. And then we went to dinner and whatever. So an activity is always a good thing. Do not take anybody on a hike on your first date. If you are trying to take somebody on a hike for your first date, and maybe this is more of like a straight advice thing, but you know what? Women can murder other women, okay? (laughs) Don't take people on a hike for your first date. That's terrifying. Oh my God. I remember when you went on a hike with a guy on a first date back in college and he drank vodka the entire way up. Drunk Austin. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We met this guy named Drunk Austin. I know his body count. I'm sure it's higher to this day, but he would not stop telling me his body count because he was at 98 people and he was really determined to get to 100. He was very upset that I was not that 100th person. But yeah, he took me on a hike with some of his roommates and all of them were really drunk and I had to DD them all home. But hikes, terrible first date. Don't do it. Parks, like a park picnic. If you want to do something outdoorsy, that's great. It's okay to embrace the outdoors. But if you're going to take somebody on a hike, be aware you're giving off serial killer vibes. Just don't do it. Now, my favorite first date that I've ever been taken on, aside from taking drunk Austin up a hike while he was drunk. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's probably Brendan and I's first like real date. So we did a coffee date and then didn't see each other for a couple months. And then he took me to dinner at a Thai place. And also it showed his knowledge of hole in the wall restaurants in Logan, Utah. So like, it was great. And then we went to the owl and that's the other thing is having a contingency plan if the date's going well. So like we weren't done hanging out after dinner, but also we wanted to like still be in a public place. The rooftop patio bar. Great option. On the reverse of this, some other advice I have is always have something planned after the date, because then if it's going poorly, you always, always have a genuine excuse to say, oh, I have somewhere to be in 15 minutes. I have to go. And you're not lying. It's great. Oh, I get it. So have something planned, not with that person after the date, but with somebody else after the date. Yeah. So like for me. It was always like, I'm gonna see my friends. Like I it was like I'm hanging out with Allison and Johnny at like 9 p.m. Because we're all restaurant rats and that's when we get off. So I'd like go on this date and then I'd say, like halfway through the day, I'm like, yeah, like after this, I'll be hanging out with my friends, Allison and Johnny, or whatever it is. Brendan did this to me. <laughs> he genuinely did. So like it's just like a safety net. And then if it's going well and you want to continue the date, you either invite them to whatever you're doing and see if they can hang with your friends or you cancel on your friends like a true good friend would. I love it. And as other true good friends, they know that it's a it's a stand in hangout. If the date goes wrong, you hang out. If it goes well, see ya. Love it. Love it. Exactly. I think I definitely remember this happening. Exactly. If your friends th- yeah. aren't willing to be canceled on for you to get your dick wet are they really your friends also real fast jess once answered the phone in the middle of sex for me i hope abby nani her mom is not listening to this i had just finished a first date and i called her on the way home and she literally picked up the phone in the middle to ask me and like you know see how it was like because she's the best friend of all time I want you to know that we were not like having sex while on the while I was on the phone with you. You stopped to talk to me. I did stop. I turned to my sexual partner and said I have to take this. <laughs> so get you a friend like Jess. But I I think that Jess brought up a lot of really good points about always having a plan and it's funny how our first dates differ just based off the fact that I mostly date women and you date – well, I only date women and you only really dated men. Dating is hard, and especially because I, for the most part, am like the instigator. It's, it's hard to meet a woman. That, that's really forward. And so I usually try to be the one – or I usually end up being the one that asks them out and – I usually end up taking them on the first date, which I love. I I love taking people on dates. I think it's so much fun. I love putting the thought into it and trying to figure out what I think they'll like. And one thing that I've always tried to do is I avoid food dates like the plague for the first few. You never know who's had an eating disorder. You never know who has body dysmorphia. You never know who wants to be eating spaghetti in front of their partner because, A, I sure don't. It's also – it forces people to stare into their eyes across the table on a first date. That makes me nervous, and I know that makes a lot of other people nervous. And, you know, even just my brother, his last girlfriend, I was basically talking to her for him over Tinder. Bless his heart. They ended up dating for, like, two and a half years. It was a good thing. And on their first date, I was like, take her to do this, 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 and this. And he was like, great. What about getting dinner? And I was like, um – I don't know, maybe make sure to eat before then and make sure she eats before then. So if you guys want to extend it after, maybe go get something great. But you never know if they have an eating disorder. You never know if any of this stuff. And he was like, "Okay, great. But after the date, he was like, want to go to Sonic? And he like ate this entire thing in front of her and she didn't get anything. And it turns out she was overcoming a really bad eating disorder. And she was actually like had a huge anxiety issue with eating in front of other people, especially on first dates. And I was like, Kyle, this is literally what I said to you, but maybe that's just my own anxiety speaking. And I'm always terrified of making anybody uncomfortable. So with first dates, I like to do activities. Like you said, that's a great second date, but for me, that's my favorite first date. My favorite time to go on a date is in fall to take them to like corn mazes, because no matter how old you are, that's just a good time. You can get lost. You can run, especially if it's haunted. Oops, maybe we hold hands and run away together. Oops, you know, like there's there's all these cute little things you can do. You're not forced to stare at the other person. You get to walk side by side, which is so much more comfortable. It's also dark, so you don't have to be as, like scared about the way you look. I don't know. I'm just like try to be very considerate. To other people, I always like make sure to pick them up with like an extra hat or a pair of gloves or a granola bar or a snack just to make sure that they're not hungry before we go and then we go on the day and afterwards if we want to go grab a drink then let's do it but you know you just see how it goes first so I I love activities as a first date ladies straight women specifically our bar is in hell <laughs> did you did you just did we all audience of the pod did we all just listen to allison's preparations for a first date men this is the level you should be aspiring to yeah so anyway it's not to say nobody should feel insecure about the first date you take somebody on if you think yeah. they'll enjoy it do it the thing that's nice with activities is you just get to see how another person interacts with the situation better than like exactly if you're just sitting around you know what i mean like if they're not comfortable getting out of their comfort zone in like like I said the ice skating thing or whatever activity it is you're doing is that somebody that you want to continue to romance? I don't know. I no, I completely agree with that ice skating is another one of my favorite things for that exact same reason actually. I remember talking to this boy I worked with. He was literally like 16 or 17. He bussed for the restaurant I worked at back in Utah. And I remember talking to him because he was taking this girl on dates and he really liked her. And he was like, I, I don't want to mess it up. You know, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I haven't really taken this girl on dates before. And I was like, let me tell you some of the things I know. Maybe this will help you. And I was like, take her ice skating. And he's like, but I'm really bad at ice skating. I was like, Shh, like held a finger to his lips. Shh, that's a good thing because what do you do? Oh no, you start falling. And what do you do? Oh no, you hold hands. And he, I saw his eyes light up and he was like oh my god I told him I was like you know she's going to appreciate you doing something you're not really good at if you guys have a good time it'll be fine and then I went through the list of things that I did before with you know you're not taking her out to eat on a very first day which is good so you alleviate some of that anxiety you're not forcing her to look into your eyes constantly so you alleviate some of that anxiety and then you also have the we can or we cannot hold hands. We'll just see how things work out. It's just one of those cute little activities that we could do together. We can look like fools in front of each other. I can be bad at something in front of you and I don't care. She's going to appreciate that. And he was, I swear to God, he was literally just like scribbling these like notes down on his like pad while I was talking to him. And I'm again, that's like- not to say I don't know everything about dating women. I'm obviously fiercely single right now. Okay. So I'm obviously not doing something right. Actually, I am. I'm working on myself. That's very right. I don't want to be with anybody right now. Anyway, I love seeing people go on dates and first dates and work in the restaurant industry. Jess, have you ever had somebody get stood up on a first date at your table? Yes, I have. I have like a very vivid memory of this woman. And so this is when I was working at the restaurant in Logan and she came in and I think that She must have been a divorcee because she was a little bit, she was a little bit older and you could tell that she was like very nervous, but she was so cute. She was dressed in like kind of a 50s style. She had on like a very cute structured dress that was like kind of vintagey. She had her hair like very beautifully curled and like a cute headband and she had fun glasses and the whole bit. And she sat at the table in my section for like 30 40 minutes waiting for this guy to show up and after about 20 minutes i went over um because she had a she had like a diet coke or something that i kind of had kept refilling and stuff and i was like do you want an appetizer while you wait like because at this point i didn't know she was on a date she just like said that she was waiting for somebody and she started crying a little bit and she was like this is so embarrassing but like i am very hungry like i've waited to eat for this and uh, if I could like have a bowl of soup and some bread, that would be great. And so I like bring her the bowl of soup and the bread and whatever. And like another 10 minutes goes by and he still doesn't show up. And she just like, kind of is like trying really hard not to cry at the table. And so I went back over and I was like, and I like, we'd built a rapport at this point. So like, I, I don't know if I would normally do this, but like I'd had, I t- chatted with her several times at this point. And so I felt like I kind of had the leeway to say this. And I went over to her and I was like. Ma'am, I don't know who you are. I don't know who this guy is, but like you deserve better. And I'm really sorry this is happening to you. What is your favorite dessert? It's on the house tonight. Like you're not paying for your meal because again, we worked in <laughs> the most unregulated restaurant ever. So it was so mm-hmm. easy to be, I just gave free food away all the time, oh, but right. So I was like, whatever you want. The staff at the restaurant is your date tonight. Like, we've got you. And everybody, we, like, made her a brownie Sunday and the whole bit. And all of us were like, F that guy. Like, we don't know who he is, but screw him. I, I literally remember that. I yes. remember that. And so nice. She was so nice. She left me a good tip, even though, like, we didn't charge her for the meal sure. or anything. And she was lovely. And I don't know whatever happened to her, but... I do remember that quite vividly. Hopefully she didn't go on a date with that guy again. Fuck that guy. Oh no, seriously. Yeah. Have you ever been stood up? Yes. Uh, I was very upset. And it was after I had been stood up before. And she was like, I need another chance. And I was like, fine, I'll meet you here at this time. And she didn't show up. And I was like, I, I, know I this. absolutely hate you. Yeah, it does not feel good. It feels really bad. And you feel like a fool. And that's why every single time I've had a table... Where, for instance, I had a woman on Valentine's Day who showed up stag, just ate by herself. I bought her meal because I was like, "You fucking badass, going out on Valentine's Day surrounded by couples eating by yourself." I have nothing but respect and love for you, and so I bought her meal. And I actually adore paying for other people's meals because it it just makes their day, and it's such an easy, quick, fast way. To just completely turn somebody's day day around and I know it did hers and anyway, but that's my, I, I love buying food for other people or, you know, sad old people eating alone. This one woman came into the restaurant that we worked at and I was hosting at this time. And I sat her at a table, and it was just her. So I brought one plate. She was like, "Actually, can you please bring two plates?" My husband just passed away, and we were married for like fifty or sixty years, and we would always come here. This was our spot. And I just want you to set a place setting for him. And so, holding back tears, trying to be professional, I was like, "Yes, ma'am, of course." So I grab her a place setting, I grab her extra bread, and two waters. And set them down across from each other and went and told the server. I literally was crying when I told the server, like, hey, just so you know, you're going to have to fucking power through this table because I'm already crying. And all I did was sit them down. She took them and the the woman ordered her food and we put out an extra plate for her husband's spa. And she dished him food as well, which obviously just got cold. And she was crying and dabbing her eyes the entire time. and I. Was literally inconsolable (laughs) behind the counter trying to keep it together so she wouldn't see that I was crying. And I looked at the server, I was like, Look, if you're not buying her food, I am. And she's like, I already did. We were so on board with just this woman is not paying for a single thing. And I know it made her day a little bit brighter to save that $15, $16. And so I highly recommend anybody. I have seen so many people brought to tears by other people buying their food, and they pay it forward usually, and it actually makes a whole bunch of people's days brighter. So if that's something you're financially able of doing, I would recommend doing it. it. It makes a big difference in people's lives. Absolutely. I remember you telling me that story of that woman. The thing that was so interesting about the restaurant that we both worked at was we had a lot of older clientele. And something that I had a lot and I started in like my last two years working there, I started asking these couples the same question where they'd come in for like whatever anniversary because they used to do wedding banquets at the place that we worked as well. And so they'd come in and be like, this is our 60th anniversary. We did our wedding breakfast here 60 years ago because the restaurant's the oldest restaurant in Utah. So it's always super interesting because it's like you have like literally like six decades of memories for this couple and they're celebrating their anniversary, whatever. And so I always asked them, particularly if they were like an older couple, what their best advice for like the longevity of their relationship was. And it was always so fun to hear their answers. I got such a range, but the one that was kind of the most constant was don't go to bed angry, listen to each other and i also i'd get some i'd get some funny quippy ones argue naked stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> happy wife happy life i get yeah, that one a lot that one that one too but One of my favorite ones that I had, and I think I had this couple multiple times, but when they came in on their anniversary, I asked them that question and and the wife said to me, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's going to be hard times. And the sooner you accept that and you learn how to communicate through the hard times, the better your relationship's going to be. And I really, really loved that. I say as Allison's kissing her cat. That's very sweet. This is Rue. Did you purr into the microphone? Come here, baby. Oh, he's mad now. The thing is as pure as the romance Allison has with her cat as he literally like puts both of his paws over her (laughs) mouth. (laughs) I love him so much. Well, Allison, I think romance is really fun, even though... It can end in heartache. I think that it's like one of the joys that we get to experience in in human existence is that we get to like fall in love with people, even though like it could lead to consequences. Well, if you have any romantic stories or any first date advice for us to share with our audience, like we said last week, we do have teenage listeners. So... (laughs) We have the option to influence the youth.
1: <laughs> we sure do.
0: <laughs> Send it a Stay in drugs. Instagram. Don't do school. That's Absolutely. The advice I have for you. <laughs> this was lovely. Thank you, Allison. You're so welcome. Thank you, Justicles. I had a great time. With that being said, we will see you all next week for a very exciting surprise episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.